0: The whole fleet of them look on the ASA. Oh my gosh! They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 miles from the west. Oh, I think, dude. That's not an LS, though, is it? It's not an LS, dude. Well, if there's like another <laughs> thing, it's rotating.
1: Dave, tell me about what? the ladyboys. I mean, the <laughs> N- tell me about the Nimitz.
2: The Nimitz tic-tac incident of 2004 is a remarkable story to say the least and one that um, i've been uh, i hope we can do it justice today because uh, i've been wanting to talk about this for quite a long time because i think it's changed the conversation not necessarily in this country but in america it's changed the conversation about uh, unidentified flying objects probably forever it's no longer a case that people, I think, are going to just dismiss them immediately because there's so much around this particular story that has has changed the dynamic of that element of what we would call the paranormal to such an extent that it's become a mainstream reality, as if to say certainly that UFOs, or as they like to call them in America, UAPs, are a real thing.
1: What does that mean? Unexplained phenomena or something?
2: Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. Unexplained aerial phenomena. Yeah. UAP. I'm going to read this paragraph out about what took place mm. on the Nimitz. I'm just going to I'm gonna do it carte blanche. Here we go. So on November the 14th, 2004, fighter pilot Commander David Fravor of the Nimitz carrier the USS Nimitz claims to have investigated radar indications of a possible target off the coast of Southern California. Fravor said the operator had told him that the USS Princeton part of the strike group because it's a group of uh, ships the strike force <clears throat> had been tracking unusual aircraft for two weeks two weeks prior to the incident. The aircraft would appear at 80,000 feet, okay, 24,000 meters, before descending rapidly towards the sea and stopping at about 20,000 feet and then hovering. Fravor reported that he saw an object, white and oval, hovering above an ocean disturbance. He estimated that the object was about 40 feet long, 12 meters long. Fravor and another pilot in another plane, Alex Dietrich, said in an interview that a total of four people, two pilots uh, and two weapons systems officers in the back seats of the two aeroplanes witnessed the object for about five minutes. Five minutes, Lee. That's a serious period of time. Okay. Vavor says that he had spiraled down to get a close look at the object. The object then ascended mirroring the trajectory of his aeroplane until the object then disappeared a second wave of fighters including pilot lieutenant commander chad underwood took off from the nimitz to investigate unlike fravor underwood's fighter was equipped with an advanced infra camera a FLIR camera underwood recorded the FLIR video and coined the description the tic tac Okay, to describe the infrared image. But he did not himself see any unusual object. So it was only in the infra camera that picked it up, the Fleur camera.
1: Oh right. Okay.
2: But during 2014 and 15, fighter pilots associated with the USS Theodore Roosevelt carrier strike group were operating off the east coast of the United States when they recorded the gimbal and the gofast videos. Okay. And that's
1: um, where... Sorry, I missed that. Was it in the same area then, you're saying? Which was? The the Nimitz and the Gimbal and the GoFast. No,
2: no, sorry. So if we go forward then, 10 years later, in 2014 and 15, fighter pilots from the US Theodore Roosevelt (laughs) carrier strike group that were offering off the east coast of America, because the 2004 Fravor witnessed the Tic Tac object on the west coast of California, off California, on the West yeah. Coast, okay? And then they, they filmed the Gimbal and the Go Fast videos. And it's these three videos that became the focus of interest in the New York Times, because on, the, on December the 16th, 2017, the New York Times reported on these incidents, okay? The Flirt, the Gimbal, and the Go Fast, you know, very much thanks to Leslie Keen, And I think Ralph Blumenthal, who wrote these articles, okay, that were very important, that brought this to the surface. And out of the woodwork then came people like Luis Alessandro, who then started talking. Because Luis Alessandro really was pushing for people like Leslie Keane to get it in the press and Chris Mellon, because he was part of the U.S. government. And because it was in such an important newspaper and it was such a serious a serious piece of journalism that took Mm -hmm. place that it then made its way to Washington and Congress then ordered the Pentagon to produce a report and that's what happened that in on the back of these three on the back of them exactly so in June 2021 the UFO report came out June the 25th 2021 the U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence, released a preliminary report on UAPs largely centering on evidence gathered in the last 20 years from the U.S. Navy. What's interesting is the U.S. Air Force hasn't delivered any information, or the Army. You'd think the Air Force might have quite a lot of interesting things going on. Yeah. Uh, There's an Australian investigator into this. He's a big a big journalist in uh t- television journalist in australia ross coultard his name is very well known but he's really got on the back of this as ross mm. and if anyone uh listening gets a chance to look at any of the you uh, any youtube stuff that ross Coulthard is doing he can explain it a lot more succinctly than i can but what ross coultard uh, has has done is spoken to a CIA operative who told him off the record that there's loads of this stuff, loads and loads of videos and information that the US government have had
1: their hands on over the years, for years so, and years. Just, this- just a question, Dave. So these things, when they happened, I would have thought that they would have been kept confidential, you know, in-house. So how did they end up? Or when did, I mean, 2004 was the first one. When did that that eventually get out into the public? And how did it get into the public? That is a brilliant, brilliant question. The most pertinent
2: question you could ask, Lee, and something I mm. haven't explained. The video of the TikTok, I think, in particular, had been out on the on YouTube for years. People had been yeah. showing it. Somebody released it. Someone had got hold of a copy of it, who obviously from the Nimitz. They were on the Nimitz, and they'd, they'd filmed it you know, or they'd got hold of a, a tape of it or a disc of it, a, a, a DVD of it, because it was kind of common knowledge. They'd all seen it. All the crew had seen it, yeah. you know, but it was they were told to say nothing about it, but somebody did. They put it out there, and then the likes of Leslie Keane got interested in it and made some inquiries. The likes of Lu- Luis, excuse me, Alexander, who was head of ATIP. Tip was a, a government department, a private little covert CIA, you know, basically Louis Alexander is a spy, basically. And he was Uh working, looking into this as a little sideline. This was part of his job. But the more he found out about it, the more he was going, Jesus, this is like a a threat to our national defence. We need to do something Mm. about that. So him and Chris Mellon were kind of very upset about this, that it was being covered up. It was being covered up because the US Navy let's just say Navy in this case, didn't know what to do about it. They had no nothing to do about it. And the point with the Chad Underwood incident there, when Chad Underwood went out to find the object, and it doesn't say it in, the, in, this, uh, in, in this text that I was reading to you now, but the object was at what's called the cap point. The cap point is a secret rendezvous, okay, that only yeah. those, are part of that strike force would know. They used that. To go to that's their safe zone. It was almost like, copping the finger at the U.S. military saying, "We know this is your this is your rendezvous point." Yeah,
1: cat, I've heard the, of that. I've heard of that. This is the cat zone. point.
2: Yeah. That is incredible that it was there. That's where it was filmed. That's where the Fleur video took place. It was filmed there.ly That is remarkable.
1: Who's Chad Underwood again?
2: Chad Underwood was the the pilot that then after Dave Fravor came back having had that close encounter with the tic-tac object or vehicle, Chad London was the other pilot who then went out to track it because it was showing on the radar on the Princeton, okay, that Kevin Day was in charge of the radar on the Princeton. And Kevin Day had noticed that it was there at the cap yeah. point. At the It's like, what the fuck? It's disappeared. And minutes later, it's 60 miles away at the cap point. So Chad Underwood went and flew out to see if he could track it. He didn't see it with his naked the naked eye, but he caught it on the infrared fleur camera. Uh-huh. That p- film footage, combined with the videos that took place in 2014 and 15, the Gimbal and the GoFast, the three of them together sparked this big incident in the press, basically. It created a fervor in the press, especially with it coming through the New York Times. So it became a big story and then it influenced the politics, especially especially during lockdown. So we've now not only had that revelation, uh, the report in 2021, but we had one just a few weeks ago uh, where more you know they're, they're leaking out little bits of information, they're desperate not to say too much, but they're showing a little bit more. And they are now confessing, Look, we're, we're saying to pilots, don't be stigmatized, tell us what you've seen. They're showing a little bit more, a few other videos, they are and they are admitting it. They are admitting there are things that they don't understand. It's a it's a incredible, it's red letter day, it's revelation, and more yeah. and more that. That link that I sent you, Lee, on uh, Messenger, uh, on, on Joe Rogan, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet.
1: I don't think so. I have, actually. Where,
2: where um is the uh, the physicist Micho, uh, Michio Kaku, right? You, if you see him, you know, anyone listening as well, you'll recognise his face straight away. He's a very big name in science, and he's a big science broadcaster. He's very eloquent. He knows his stuff, Mm. and he's really got behind it now because the data is there. The data is there to see. So he knows something's going on. He's come forward and said, look, you know, I'm believing that there's a strange phenomenon now. And that is fantastic because Michio Kaku is, is as I say, a big name. And I'm looking at him now. You'll recognise his face. And if you listen to the interview that he has with Joe Rogan, it's only forty minutes long you'll you, you you'll see in no uncertain terms that he has no doubt that this strange phenomena because yeah. because um it's hard to deny it now. it's hard to deny it. Something's going on, and it's wonderful it's it's it is, no.
1: it is wonderful. I mean, I would love it if they showed themselves even if we were coming to destroy us. <laughs> I would too totally probably get destroyed by aliens than this. So would I.
2: I don't want it to be Putin who destroys me or or bloody Biden, you know, or that bloody idiot in China. Let's have the bloody aliens take us out. Let let it be like V. Exactly. I don't think they want to. I think it's the opposite, though. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's so much evidence to suggest. And this was even said in Congress by an enlightened well-known American politician talking about these incidents where UFOs had made defunct these nuclear weapons. These are famous stories. I
1: love that. I love that um, aspect of it.
2: It's a wonderful Uh, idea, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But uh, when you were saying about it appearing in the Washington Times being, not the Washington Times, the New York Times being this amazing thing uh, and this sort of... uh, watershed moment i suppose you might call it
2: absolutely it yeah.
1: reminded me of that story that inspired the exorcist which was boy freed from demonic possession which was a headline in i think the washington post yeah you know, yeah. That, that was amazing you know to n- know that a- that actually happened
2: well if it comes out in something like the washington post just like if something comes out in because the washington post I, I think i'm right in saying they covered the watergate scandal didn't they that was a big paper yeah so it's like the equivalent i suppose in britain it's like the equivalent the new york times washington post like the equivalent of like the let's say the times and the daily telegraph so the moment yeah. things get said in those kind of papers and in those yeah. kind of circles they get taken seriously don't they it's like yeah. uh, it's, it's i
1: think it's, bloody I, I might be wrong but i've I seem to remember Blatty saying that the the story in The Washington Times was a bit discredited or exaggerated, but it was the thing that inspired him.
2: Well, absolutely. And and it's a brilliant story. And I suppose the difference here is, with this, is what took place with Blatty and what took place in that story in The Washington Post with The Exorcism of the Boy, that then became The Exorcist film, different to this, is that there is very, very convincing eyewitness evidence and video footage that is hard to debunk. So it makes yeah. it makes very interesting stories. And then you've got, you know, a government paper saying that there's been plenty of sightings and they can only explain one of them. Plus an ex an ex president coming out and saying, yeah, I've seen a lot of weird shit. I've seen lots <laughs> of weird shit when, I've been, when I was president and we can't explain it. And they were pushing back. Let me tell you now, the apparently Obama's government were pushing back when they were under pressure to reveal information. This has only come about because Leslie Keane and Ralph Blumenthal and, and, and people like Louis Alessandro and Chris Mellon have put a lot of pressure out there to get the American government to release information. And it's good for them, good for them, because mm. it's opening it up. And now we are finding out that there is no need to be sti- feel stigmatised if you've seen something unusual, you know, report it. I'm not sure that's the case in here. Certainly it isn't. But it certainly f- is feeling that way in America because there is a yeah. genuine mystery, and I love a mystery. My well, suspicion,
1: though, is that these sort of things are very good at... They, they can be capitalised on and used as distraction techniques because I think Johnson would fucking love... If we were all concentrating on UFO sightings, wouldn't
2: it? Well, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. You know, uh, you make a very interesting point. But you'd think, with you'd think, wouldn't you, that with Biden's low ratings, he might sort of try and use it for it to his advantage, and he hasn't done. Mm. Nor did Trump. Well, he's you know? Probably not
1: savvy enough to do that.
2: The problem with it is any government is going to struggle with using that to their advantage because any government saying there's stuff going on, we haven't got control of it, we don't know what it is, is looking weak. That's their problem.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah.
2: It's a really tough one for them to use to their advantage. It's a propaganda bloody nightmare because, um, and I think that it's been the biggest issue, the biggest issue for any government over this whole phenomenon, and it is a phenomenon, is the fact, it's nothing to do with religion and nothing to do with the, the fear of changing mindsets in society and blah, blah, blah. It's the fear of lack of control. That's what it is. It's the, yeah. it's the admittance of lack of control. It's hugely detrimental to any government. But the French have been honest about it. The Mexican government have been honest about it, and now the and now of all people, the United States is starting to be honest about it. And thank God, if it is real, so we can all say we aren't as tough and in control as we think we are. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We we are getting it wrong, and we have got lots of things wrong. Let's be humble. Let's be humble and say, God. There's a massive mystery here. And also, we are not the smartest. We are not the smartest kids on the block. There's, there's other things out there, much this more smart. I'm,
1: I'm all for it, Dave. I'm all for, you know, other species to come to Earth and we'll put ourselves into perspective and might bring us to our senses and stop us, stop humanity destroying itself.
2: Do you know what I think, Lee? I think,
1: right. I think that maybe
2: if I'm being really honest in myself, that ufology has taken it. I never felt like I needed a religion or anything like that. But it's the only thing, the belief that maybe, especially that idea of them neutralising nuclear weapons over important military sites, all the really interesting UFO sightings and incidents have taken place really in a military setting, you know, around military areas. The O'Hare UFO over the airport is a very interesting one. Also, it's very interesting, isn't it? We never heard a lot about those drones at Gatwick Airport, did we? We never heard. There was no conclusion over that, but it stopped the fucking planes for 24 hours or two days. Do you
0: yeah,
1: remember? that did seem weird, that, didn't it? A few bloody drones that you could buy from Argos. That was, that was the way it was presented, that, wasn't that's it?
2: That's the way it was presented. And that's an interesting point. Surely anyway. that wouldn't have mattered. Exactly, mate. There's, there's more to meet the eye than about that story, I'm sure of it. But going back to what I was saying, I think maybe it's a beautiful thing to believe in, and, and I'm, I'm
1: choosing now. It does It does bring you comfort to think that the aliens are looking out for us and that they will ultimately be our saviour, because we need somebody or something to save us. We do, mate. I think the way humanity's going.
2: We do. That's what it's about. Yeah, I choose to believe it. There's a lot more evidence on this than there is, dare I say it, on the fact that Jesus Christ was the son of God, whatever that means, right? Mm -hmm. This is a lot more evidence.
1: He's not coming back.
2: (laughs) No, he doesn't appear to be.
1: (laughs) It's 22 years late for a start.
2: And and there's been a lot of spilt blood and a lot of death over that as well. Mm. And any religion... Over this situation, I don't think I've heard of any death, maybe an accidental one, maybe Mm poor bloody Zygmunt Adamski or something like that. You know, all I hear is a kind of pacifistic sort of attitude, an inquisitive, even with Fravor and the tic tac, it came towards him and then shot off in a playful way, as if to say, I've got more, I've got more technology than you, I've got more skill than you. You know, mm-hmm. I can get, disappear at the cat point in three seconds. It's incredible. But what it's kind of saying is that we know where that is and we know what this is. We know how to neutralize those disgraceful weapons that you've got and the yeah. whole the the um, the aerial school business you know, which I also spoke about there again, talking about the the, the environment, to school kids. It's this beautiful beautiful dream, if nothing else. It's something worth it's something worth believing in.
1: Well, with- one thing I didn't know about the, the Tic Tac incident, what you've just told me, is that the, this disturbance in the water.
2: Oh, yeah. Very I
1: mean, that's very interesting because what I've heard, and I can't seem to find this, I've been looking for the last five minutes, but one explanation I heard about the Tic Tac incident was that it was something to do with not necessarily a faulty radar, but there was something on interfering with the radar that caused it and you know one explanation i've heard i can't remember where it's come from puts it down to that now what th- what's your view on that have you heard that before
2: yeah i've heard quite a few th- what what's interesting is a guy called mick west right and it, it, i think he's a fairly well-meaning guy okay yeah he looks into these things and he thinks he's got an answer to things so with the gimmel and with the With the Tic Tac videos on the Fleur cameras, he was coming up with all these different reasons as to what it might be. He was suggesting that the GoFast was a bird. (laughs) But when you go back to the military guys, they just like demolish him, really. They say he's talking nonsense because we know how the Fleur cameras work. We are telling you what we caught on these Fleur cameras, you know because it is like kind of a long distance infra camera, you know, like uh, mm. for want of a better word, you know, night vision camera. So it picks up things in like almost like a sepia colour. So they're tantalisingly, they're obviously tantalisingly unusual because you can see that they're an unusual shape that they're floating about in the sky, but you can't see a lot of detail. Okay. So I know it's plausible, but most of the um, uh, the naval officers, that have seen that. There's a guy called Chris Leto as well. He thinks he's a smart guy. He's not critical of him that way. But he has, I wouldn't say debunked, but kind of explained away some of his theories because of his his knowledge of life. It, it, Chris Leto was also a fighter pilot who's jumped onto this bandwagon, right. if you like. See, this
1: is the thing, isn't it? You, you can move from one side right over to the other side by watching stuff.
2: I think the interesting thing is is that Alex Dietrich and Dave Fraver just kind of, in a polite way, pulled apart his arguments over what happened with the Nimitz. Did they, right? Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. it. Do you know what's also interesting? There was Nick West pulled apart, or so he thought, he pulled apart a UFO incident that took place here in Denby, right, in
1: Derbyshire.
2: Oh yeah. It's quite an interesting bit of film footage took by these these lads. He was saying, oh well, he was accrediting these lights for like golf buggies on the golf course that was over the way. Because he was looking at it from the point of view of a map. Mick West has never been to Denby or Denbyshire. This is another thing. So my mate who lives locally here, Yanto, he went for a look. And the golf course is nowhere near he where he's talking about. Uh, so he's making a he is making some assumptions himself, you know. And I just kind of think My belief goes on one thing, really, and one thing alone, credible, experienced witnesses. And there's a lot of them. And there's also footage that if the Pentagon, with all its technology and its experts and analysers and people in control of all the data and quangos that discuss it all, have come forward and said, we can't explain these I'm kind of not really buying into Mick West. And he's been a bit patronizing Mick West (laughs) over it, you know. Mm. And a lot of them have, a lot of the debunkers have been very patronizing over certain things. And I think it's, I think they're a bit unfair. I'm not saying there's some valid, there isn't some validity with some of it. But as the saying goes, it only takes one to be right. Well, at the moment, we're looking at, about 400 that can't be explained. We're we're looking at a lot. We're looking at a lot. You know, and there's a lot more beyond that. According to Luis Alessandro, there is more out. There's this footage he's seen that he reckons it will come out sooner or later. That is unbelievably good footage. Unbelievably Mm. clear and interesting footage. It's not been let out yet. So I'm just going off what I've heard. If it turns out it's bullshit, I'll be the first one to hold my hand up. But
1: well, I know you would, I know you would and that's why I think you've got credibility
2: I just think to anybody out there um, have an open mind and have a look at the um, 60 Minutes documentary, have a listen to Ross Coulthard, have a listen to Luis Alessandro and just have a listen to Dave Fravor's interview on Rogan, that's it mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's hard to argue against it really, because yeah, yeah. these guys know their stuff, they're really fucking screwed on You know, Mm -hmm. they're smart, smart people. The reason why I mentioned the physicist uh, as well, and there's there's a lot of scientists now who are, well, I say a lot, but a handful of quite big-name scientists who are swaying because they realise that, you know, Galileo was thought of as a demonologist and they wanted his head because he was pointing things out about the stars and, you know, uh, the same, the same was said of Newton. The same was said of Darwin. You know, they were ostracized sure, because yeah. they 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 came up with some different ideas. Things change, baby. It's a fantastic, almost philosophical subject, really. I think now because it broadens into this idea of maybe other dimensions, things that are talked about in theoretically in physics. You know. Or is it something that's been there? That's that's a different part of nature that we just don't understand. That we're just starting to learn a little bit about. Because you were saying about the submergibles, this mm. is another thing. There's this thing now called the USO, which is the unidentified submergible objects. Things coming in and out of the water with ease. All right. And there's 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 an incredible video from Mexico of an object of this thing doing that flying across land and then going into the water and coming out of the water and going into the water again coming out of the water it's incredible bit of film footage mate if you get a chance to have a look at it the turkish ufo incident that's pretty amazing and that's not been debunked it's not been proven to be like some kind of fake cgi thing
1: what's the right in saying then Mm -hmm. that it was in broad daylight the uh Tic tac,
2: yeah. The Nimitz tic tac was in broad right. daylight, it was in broad. Right. when Chad Underwood went out, and I think when Chad Underwood went out and filmed it with the Fleur camera, why was it, it on a
1: FLIR camera then? Because I don't think that think sounds could... like it. it's a night vision camera, you
2: yeah. And I, because I think he was at a distance from it, and I don't think he could pick it up with the naked eye or something along those lines, like, or oh, maybe it was later, you know. That's mm. I have to say, mate, that's a good point. Something mm. I'm not 100% over, I need to. Without oh. question, that the initial, hmm. the initial sighting and impactful adventure, if you like, for better term, what's the term I'm trying to find?
1: Intervention.
2: So, yeah. So the initial investigation, the initial intervention with what braver and Dietrich saw in the ocean, and then the tic tac object was definitely in the daytime, and I think Underwood was too. It's something to do with the FLIR camera. It's a technical thing that I, and it's beyond me, but. Mm. They use it to hone on targets and to film. It's something that's very much to do with the Navy and to do with fighter planes and something that probably like Mick West was very kind of cynical about initially. But it's it's a technical thing in relation to to that, I think. But certainly the eyewitness report and these others too, these others, too, who witnessed it, who are now coming out over it. And, you know, even then they were sort of like having a bit of a laugh and a joke about it because they just thought it was the kind of done thing. So, oh, You've seen Little Green Men, oh, this kind of stuff, you know. And they kind of put it behind them, but I don't think Kevin Day did. Kevin Day, the radar guy, was kind of disturbed by it. And he, he when he left the Navy, he was a bit of a broken man and he was working in this uh, golf club, I think, and he was working in the kitchens. And it came up on the news. He said he couldn't believe it. It was there on TV, the footage mm. of the tag, And he sort of broke down in tears. Like, at last, I'm, I'm being vindicated. I'm, it's, it's coming out. And he found out that it was a big article in the, in the Washington Post. And it escalated from there. And then the leader of the House of Representatives, Harry Reid, really got on board with it. He's a very important figure in Parliament kind of a bit like the Speaker of the House or something in our Parliament, a significant figure, and he was very keen to get it investigated. And, and I think if it wasn't for COVID, they, they wouldn't have pushed through the uh, the Pentagon report. So the Pentagon had to come up with stuff, and they didn't really have – it's incredible. If you read between the lines of the Pentagon report, it basically says, yeah, this we come across stuff in the sky. And we don't know what it is. And it's fucking like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is the leading superpower of the world. You always look to America like they know. uh, And we've always had suspicions that that they actually do know stuff that they've kept under wraps. And I think there's just a chink of light. I think that's the key thing to it, Lee. This, This is like a chink of light letting us spy in. There's more. There's more to come, I think, whether we're going to, in our lifetimes, get to know a lot more about it. But it's certainly been a very interesting time to be a human on planet Earth because we are being exposed to something else, something beyond our previous understanding. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, whatever it is, it could be an incredible natural thing that we just don't know about.
1: You know, I was just thinking about obama and uh, i saw him i mean he has come out hasn't he and said that you know he's been serious and truthful is that there are those footage and records of objects and that yeah. we don't know exactly what they are yeah he said that was the first thing or one of the first things he, he wanted to know you know when he became president because obviously he would have well he thought he, he would have full access to all the records and uh, yeah. he, he did look into it apparently and because he wanted to know himself have we been hiding ufos you know uh, have we got any aircraft in our uh, bases, etc. Uh, I can't remember what his answer was. I think he might have been a bit of a cryptic answer, or
2: yeah, he was, and and so is, a jokey
1: uh, answer. He yeah, didn't yeah. fully answer the question, yeah. did he? I don't think. But, I think uh, Bill
2: Clinton's is the same, really. This is the interesting. Did he? Yeah. Bill Clinton's was or did he
1: say? Bit, oh yeah, I found I found out the answer, but it's classified or something. Yeah, like
2: that. The, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like hinting at this stuff that there's areas of like the dark government that doesn't want to doesn't want to want to preach to to short term presidents who come what into the job you know, and then go it's
1: not it's not you're not necessarily going to find out are you yeah. even if you're president
2: no maybe not this is the, yeah. this is a very key point and i think there was a big talk because jimmy carter this is the thing that like jimmy carter there's a big story going that jimmy carter who saw a ufo very clearly pointed out that he saw a ufo before he was president of the united states he said What it was, I cannot explain. It's remarkable. I don't know what it was. So when he became president, it was a question he asked very quickly, and he was shut down on it. Mm -hmm. He was shut down. It's not something you need to... You know, he was literally shut... This is the president of the United States, for God's sake. You'd think you'd have the power to say, you know, I'm the president, you you tell me everything. It makes you kind of wonder, actually, how it all works, really, where the power brokers really are. Mm. But... The paradigm has shifted slightly, Lee. This is the interesting thing. Things have shifted, and um, it's wonderful. You know, it's a wonderful.
1: I mean, we've mentioned this on the pod before, haven't we? That the, the Pentagon was due to release something with it was a year or two ago, and uh, because they did, they did go as far as as admitting that there are things that we can't explain, but they're not of this earth. We have discovered craft that are not of this earth i think they said and you'll probably know more obviously about this but what what's actually happened since have they released anything uh, major
2: well it came out didn't it this this like they have they have found remains or they have found debris i think they could
1: yeah that's right yeah that was the first debris. thing as oh, i remember but yeah I don't think it went that much further i think we were expecting it to go further yeah, yeah. That it was going to be some big disclosure I don't know why we thought that. Maybe that was never on the cards, but uh, it seemed like it was the beginning of telling us something pretty big.
2: It looked that way, and I think I remember mentioning it in a podcast because I remember going Mm. over, Jackie, they've just said other new, you, you know, and it was like, wow, they've just said there is, you know, and then that's kind of been hushed up because it was one guy who was working within, uh, I think, government auspices that had come out with this statement and then I think Louis Alexando had said something who of course has been kind of a quite a big figure in all of this. This Lou Alexando guy. You know, it's still a kind of murky world. This is the this is the mystery of the in- entry. intrigue.
1: And this I woman thought Trump would have got pretty much on board. Well it you know? yeah, he he would can. have been up his street. I'm kinda glad did.
2: he hasn't because I think if he if he had and <laughs> said, Yeah, they're real, it's out there, you know, it's out there, it's real. Mm. <laughs> half the world would just laughed.
1: You know, he, he's Sort of maverick president as he thought himself to be, <laughs> yeah. he would have released everything. Yeah, well, but if anybody told him what was actually happening, which is doubtful.
2: I think that he's, yeah, I think he's the last person they'd tell. I think that's, I, if you know, the other side of the coin is this, that all that kind of Roswell conspiracy and all that kind of men in black and secret goings on and one thing or another. Might be absolute baloney. I'm perfectly happy to accept that personally, you know, that that could be the case. What I think is definitely true. This is my personal belief. What I think is absolutely definitely true is that things have happened and they have no understanding of it. I think there's a good possibility that there's things that have happened like the Nimitz case, like the Gimbal case, like the GoFast, like Rendlesham Forest. They don't know anything about it. They Mm. haven't got on, and the the conspiracy is that they're hiding the unknown. Military forces want to be certain. They want to be certain about their ability to control things, their ability to have power, their ability to control the airspace that they they own, right? And they're basically, you know, it's been a hell of a thing for the Pentagon to come out and basically say there are things in our airspace. That we should be in control of, completely in control of, that we have no power over. That's a fucking big state. Yeah, statement. It's, it's a, it is
1: massive, definitely.
2: It's a massive, and someone who needs to be really commended over this. So this is its really important to mention Leslie Keane here, I think, because she pushed quite hard to put this story forward to the, the Washington Post. And she'd investigated for a long time, did a hell of a job, I think, and it opened things up. You know, it opened things up. And at the New York Times as well. In fact, well, it says here, it's the New, so it was oh, it's not the Washington Post, is it? it's New York Times. But anyway, New York Times, obviously a very serious paper. It says on the 16th of December 2017, the New York Times featured an article written by Helen Cooper, Ralph Blumenthal, and Keen, which revealed the fact that the US Department of Defense has spent 22.5 million on a secret program entitled Advanced Aerospace Threat Identifications Programme, also known as ATIP, okay, that was investigating UFOs. And then they went on further then to talk about the Nimitz case, the gimbal, the GoFast and all these other things. So it really highlighted this and it started this domino effect that ended up with the Pentagon report being handed into the American government. And it has not stopped there because, of course, mm. just recently, just a month ago, we have had now another. We've had a UAP a debate in the, the House of Representatives, is it, in America? So After this is. This is massive. Yeah. Mm. Only two or three weeks ago, massive news in America, nothing in this country about it. We're talking very serious senators asking very pertinent questions to members of defense intelligence within the US Navy, right? Putting up videos talking about and the you know the, to be fair, the the guy from the US Navy was showing videos of strange anomalies in the sky that fighter pilots had seen different ones blinking you'll miss it different ones you know (laughs) from the Gimmel, but filmed strange orbs whizzing past the jet absolutely no explanation for it and admitting that admitting that this was on television again you can see all this it's quite dry it's quite drab really but it's still it's incredibly important because it's talking about something that is a bona fide mystery. It's 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 kind of like the House of Commons having a debate about ghosts. <laughs> you know, that's how yeah. you could equate it, really. But yeah. it's the simple fact that there is some genuine evidence. You know, it's not like Derek Akora saying that Alfred Parks is whipping his ankles. This is genuine. <laughs>
1: Godfrey Parks
2: godfrey even the american people british people we should be up in arms about it because it is being swept under the carpet really and is it just that chink Mm. of light in america where they are admitting to certain things
1: they've come out they've said there are things that we can't explain i mean can they actually do more than that is it i mean what part of it is they sweeping under the carpet i mean well it, it seems credible that they that they would not know what they are, because... Well,
2: I think in the past they were, I mean, maybe I'm being a bit unfair to say that they're doing that now, but in the past they were sweeping it under the carpet because of this kind of Mm. uh, you know, this idea that we're the almighty Americans, or we're the almighty British Army, and we can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, well that's why I think it's a pretty big breakthrough. uh, It is a big yeah Because they have been quite candid and said look, you know, we're worried, we're not sure what these are, And here's the footage. In the last debate last month,
2: there was a senator that came out and talked about the cases. And I say cases because there's been more than one of where a unidentified flying object was found over a nuclear facility and disengaged the nuclear weapons. This has happened at least twice. I think it's happened in Russia as well, where these weapons were made not fit for purpose. By these, they basically disengaged the armament, right? And it, it, this Senate was very brave to bring this up, because the, again, there's credible ex-army in this case.
1: Well, this, this seems to be Senate. a recurring theme, this, doesn't it? That UFOs are spotted near nuclear bases and yeah, yeah, so stuff like that was I was found quite fascinating. And
2: well, I find that kind of joyous as well, because it seems to you- me.
1: Yeah, because one theory is they are, you know, basically trying to stop them being used because you yeah, know, they're absolutely. Looking after us.
2: And if you if you ha- have any belief in any of the uh, the aerial school in Zimbabwe incident, which is just that is just mind blowing. Again, that is so mad because all these kids come out came out and said that they saw they not only saw the UFO but they saw the people inside it and they ended up with these messages about the environment and ecology and looking after the planet all the kids had this like they say like telegraphed into their brain you know they they weren't spoken to but they had these thoughts and there's a big documentary just come out about it this guy's like broke himself i think his name's is it i think is it ralph blumenthal that's involved with that but anyway he's done this fab, fabulous film apparently about it because he's followed the progress of all these students. They're all 30, 40-year-old people now. You know, they were, they were just kids at the time. But every single one mm-hmm. of them to this day has stuck to their story. And the same with the school in Australia. It was very similar. Every single student, every single pupil has stuck to their story. Nobody's faltered on these stories it's funny. It's Lee. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: It's it's and, funny that you say about these things aren't reported. There used to be a time, probably in the 80s, where there'd be shows about UFOs, wouldn't yeah, there? Or yeah. be, there would be part of shows. But, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any of that anymore, apart because, from, you know, on these dodgy channels. Well, I know, and I think it's very like
2: unfair. Because I
1: actually Nick think
2: yeah exactly nick pope you know nick pope the government dope he gets fucking yeah. loads of bloody bits I, I don't believe he did anything more than shuffle a few papers no he's life, really he's
1: he's really sort of made a career out of it hasn't oh, he? oh he's milked it There's no Without doubt about really it. saying much
2: absolutely absolutely but there are what's important about this subject is there are some very credible and the limits thing is just it, again like i say it's changed the paradigm it's changed it's changed the conversation in America for, for sure. It's now a very legitimate thing to talk about UAPs, UFOs, USOs. It's a bona fide phenomenon. There's things in the sky that we can't really explain. What are these? It's a valid question to ask, but we don't have that debate in Britain, and we're certainly not having that debate on things like Newsnight. You know, mm. all we get, you know, we've got the biggest clown running Britain. We have to see him every night. It'd be a very nice to have a respite from that. But the irony is. The people who, who go, oh, yeah, well, I don't think it's so bad. You put on something on Newsnight about UFOs. They go, oh, this is all nonsense. The reality is, to me, what could be more important than this? This is the most important story. I thought when I heard the Nimitz story and when I heard, and I I, I've, I don't like using the word story because that sounds like a fiction. But when yeah. I heard the and read about the the well-crafted Nimitz encounter, journalism that was very well respected and very well put together in a very serious newspaper and then watched very credible TV shows like 60 Minutes taking it seriously, I thought to myself, oh god this is wonderful expecting that the BBC or Channel 4 or even radio stations, maybe like something like LBC, something that talks politics would have a serious conversation about it have I missed something here? Because I don't think we've had any conversation about it at all. No,
1: you haven't. As far as I know, you haven't.
2: Why can't we have a serious debate about it? In fact, where's right to reply so I can ask that question anymore? We don't
1: have any... I, I suppose playing devil's advocate to that question, the answer might be, well, it's all a load of crap. And well, there's nothing to report. Which argument, I'm not agreeing with that. No, I, know, I, I, I think I think is, this is different than... Perhaps, dare I say, Alan Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Poor Alan Godfrey. (laughs) Godfrey. That was just the one that came to mind. I'm not (laughs) particularly debunking Alan's story.
2: But even like, say,
1: God bless him.
2: Let's say you can debunk Rendlesham. A lot of people have.
1: Mm -hmm. There's
2: a lot of things, a lot, you know, mind you, everyone there, one way or another, has stuck to their story. But let's say, Rendlesham okay I can understand to some degree people not buying into that fair enough but this is different when the Pentagon comes out with a report to deliver to very serious politicians in very serious political chambers in America surely you've got to prick up your ears and take some notice surely you've got to and we should be asking yeah. some questions in this country about certain things because there are lots of very, very interesting cases in this country that have been kind of shut down. Calvin photographed unbelievable case. The two hikers in Scotland who photographed this incredible craft and all that was swept away by uh, the British Secret Service, okay, and it was supposed to have been released this year. Those photographs and all the information about that case was supposed to have been released. I think it was, when I say this year, it was like two years ago. And it was it was said it was not going to be released for another 50 years because it was of some importance to uh, Secret Service. It's, we don't need to know. It's a kind of, you, you don't need to know about this, British yeah. public. Forget yeah. about this. And that swept under the carpet. Move on. Nothing to see here. Move on. Well, Mm. bullshit. There was very serious things to see there, you know. And when you hear anecdotal things from friends, wonderful. When I've had an old school friend come out recently and actually be brave enough to put something on my Facebook page about something he saw, absolutely saw, completely convinced and believes in. You know, who am I to deny his belief? I've seen something myself that was very unusual in Portugal. Come on.
1: You know I'm a bit of a skeptic on this, and uh, absolutely, it's fine, mate. The question I have really about if these are from another planet, these are mm-hmm. aliens. What are they? What are they actually doing here? They just seem to be hanging about the skies in quite odd places sometimes. And uh, you know, what are they actually doing? That's great. <laughs> why? Why are they here?
2: I think that's a brilliant
1: question. Why that's, won't they show themselves?
2: I think that's a fantastic question mm. because that is one of the b- best questions to ask. I mean, like, why the hell would they be here? It brings into the idea that if we do live in a multidimensional universe and there's a way of popping in and out of another one reality ex- to another, plausible why,
1: explanation. I suppose, why would yeah. you not?
2: Why would you mm. not pop into that reality? I mean, everything that these... Professional observers, let's put it that way. I mean, if you're a fighter pilot, you are a professional observer without a shadow of a doubt. And everything they're saying is there's no understanding that they have as to how these things move about in the sky and in the way they do. Now, what I wanted to tell you was that Ryan Hargreaves, the other pilots, very softly spoken, very serious uh, fighter pilot, who was part of this case that took place in, I think it may have been 2016, it was certainly a good few years after the Nimitz case, Hargreaves said there was many of these, I mean, it's quite frightening with Hargreaves, he said there was loads of them, there were just loads of them in the sky, Mm. and this was in, this was on not the west coast, it was on the east coast now where Hargreaves was, and he said that one pilot got up close and personal with these things, because they could all see them on the floor, I think, and I think Hargreaves had it filmed on the Fleur, and I think that's what they call the gimbal, I think, the gimbal incident. But he said they got up close and personal with them. Wait for this. He said they were like a translucent sphere that had inside it a cube. Fuck. What the fuck? (laughs) That is from a pack. He said it, it came past the plane and it was a translucent sphere that had sat inside it a cube, a cube that was like glitching. suggesting that the cube was the alien. I don't know what he's suggesting. He's not saying. Su- <laughs> no, he, he, Lee, they're not saying. Su- this is the beauty of these guys, really, because they're not suggesting. They anything. Yeah, they don't speculate just, what it might be. They're just thinking, what the fuck is this? Now, Hargreaves has said he doesn't believe it's aliens. He believes it's some kind of technology that we have no. And he's very worried that it is China, that it is Russia, that it is something else. You know, I find that hard to believe, as do a lot of other people, and certainly like Jane's Review. You know, hardened military observers, they think but Russia haven't got that. You know, they they wouldn't be pissing about in the in Ukraine like they're doing now and struggling if they had technology <coughs> like that, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. They'd be. Whew, they'd have things because these things that spin on a bloody eightney and move in all sorts of different, different directions in a heartbeat you'd have these things going in and out and just they've got like old school drones that they're working on, you know, in brain. All I'm saying is it's a a bona fide mystery. I don't know what it is. We need to have a bit more of a serious, certainly in this country, we need to have a serious conversation. We're not having it at all. And in America, it's been talked about all over the place. Serious TV shows, morning shows like The Hill, The Hill is kind of like a left-wing political show. Then you've got Fox News, which is right-wing. But they're both having the debate about it. It's kind of like breakfast, BBC Breakfast and Good Morning Britain having the conversation about it at the same time.
1: What would Madeley be like on it? Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, well, we need to know what are these things, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, it's a sphere with a cube inside. Tell me, Minister, what you've got to say
1: what the hell is it and don't avoid the question or I'll cut you off <laughs> I'm not
0: if having you know it.
2: anything about this this bloody thing this could help the, the bloody transport crisis we're in come on yes. minister snap out of it
0: well
1: it's a fascinating subject David you've certainly piqued my interest in it and I'll be going off and looking at these videos and reading these reports
2: what I would say to anybody is if nothing else just watch the 60 Minutes documentary. And there's a 13 minute truncated version of it, which is excellent. It gives you uh, the flavor and, and Dietrich side of things. And I think Ryan Hargreaves is on there as well, talking about the, uh, the things that he saw. And it may just change how you view things. It's changed how I view things without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't even think of it in terms of aliens at all myself anymore. Mm. I don't. And I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in Travis Walton being abducted and he's never changed his story. He's an interesting character, Travis Walton. I've seen fire in the sky and all that's bloody terrifying. Betty and Barney Hill and all that's all very well and good, but I am interested absolutely without shadow of a doubt interested in These professional observers seeing incredible things that they're almost impossible to be debunked. Very quick to mention another guy who was big in the Department of Defense, big in government, a big civil servant, if you like. Under I think he was under George W. Bush and prior to that, because he was a kind of neutral civil servant, Bill Clinton. Prior to that, so under Clinton. And into Bush. The guy's name is Chris Mellon. And if you look about yeah. up about Chris Mellon, very senior, very serious sort of politician, if you like, behind the scenes. He's come forward. He is massively into it and massively into the disclosure of it because he's known for a long time that things have been brushed under the carpet, if you like, for want of a better term, hidden from the public's eye and felt like it was a very significant potential defense threat to the united states so he's a fascinating figure
1: Mm. so a lot of homework into yeah brilliant dave uh yeah so listeners go and check out the footage Uh, if you've got anything to say on it then please get in touch
2: thanks guys and uh, we got a bit serious tonight about all that but Normally, we're laughing and joking about all Normal sorts Normal uh,
1: service will be resumed <laughs> next time, I'm sure. But a uh, really good topic to get into, I thought.
2: Hopefully, a uh, few people will have a, a look at those videos and articles that I've been speaking about.
1: Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.
0: There was two of us, two airplanes, four people. We had F-18S. Uh, we had got vectored out to the west uh, after they terminated a training exercise to investigate an object. When we arrived, uh, the the cruiser with the the Aegis system called, told us it was merge plot, which means they couldn't break us out from the blip. We started looking around, and as we both looked out the right side of our airplane, we saw a disturbance in the water, i.e., like a seamount, where the waves are breaking over the top, so white water, and a white object, oblong, pointing north, moving radically left, right, north, south, up, down, all around. Um, As we started a clockwise flow around the disturbance, uh, watching it, I decided that I would go lower, and the other jet stayed high to observe both of us. Uh, as I got to about the 12 o'clock position, the object started to mirror us, so now we're both in a clockwise flow opposite circles. The object is lower than me, I'm above him, uh, and I'm looking at him with my eyes. We get all the way around the circle as I'm descending, so now there's probably about maybe a two to 3,000 foot difference between us in vertical. And I'm at about the 8 o'clock position, and the, other, and the tic-tac is at about 2. I cut across the circle so across the middle and as I got close to it probably within a mile to a half mile it rapidly rapidly accelerated to the south and disappeared in less than two seconds so then we turned back around go ahead
2: uh, go go ahead I mean it's I guess you're an experienced pilot you've been up in the air a lot I imagine you've seen seen a lot of things in in the sky what was it about the movement of this or the appearance of this that that made you believe it wasn't from this world as, as opposed to something else
0: Well, the first thing is it had no wings, so you think, okay, it's a helicopter. Well, there's no rotor wash in the water. There's no rotors. And when helicopters move side to side, they kind of slow, and then they pick up speed going the other way. This was extremely abrupt like a ping-pong ball bouncing off a wall. It would hit and go the other way and change directions at will. And then the the ability to hover over the water and then start a vertical climb from basically zero up towards about 12,000 feet and then accelerate in less than two seconds and disappear is something i had never seen in my life.
2: Now, now listen, i'm sure you've spoken to people, you told the story to some people who react with with skepticism, uh, shake their heads a bit. Yes. What do you say to people who who doubt the account?
0: Well, i think it's it's easy to doubt what we can't explain, but when you actually see things and and this is not the first account of someone seeing a ufo, but in this situation you're talking about Four people, all all eyeballs on, ranging in experience from relatively new in a fleet squadron, which is VFA-41, to myself, who had over 16 years of flying and well over 3,500 hours uh, nonstop. So I would argue that it wasn't a weather balloon, it wasn't a flare, it was it was an actual object that we tracked, we looked at for somewhere around five minutes before it rapidly accelerated.